0: Hey guys, it's Marcelo Inestroso here, the creator and one of the co-hosts of Radio 815. What is Radio 815? It's a podcast celebrating the life and the career of writer-director J.J. Abrams. And I just wanted to let you know that along with my co-host, Matt Crandall, new episodes are posted every Friday at 8.15. So if you love film and TV, and specifically talking about J.J. like we do, Come and join us, won't you? Hey guys, welcome to Radio 815. Um, I'm your host, Marcelo Nestroza, and you may be asking yourself what is Radio 815? Well, in the simplest sense, I was sitting around one day and I was like, you know what, there isn't a podcast talking about the amazing uh, writer director that is J.J. Abrams. So, I took it upon myself to invite one of my good friends, uh, Matt Crandall, uh, uh, here every week to uh, talk about J.J. Uh, Abrams' uh, old product, old um, Projects and some of his new ones when we eventually get there if we don't get tired of one another So what we're gonna do uh, every week is we're gonna pick a project of his we're gonna talk about it And then the following week. We're sort of we're sort of gonna uh, recap That project that we talked about in the previous week before we move on to something else So uh, with that being said why don't I introduce? uh, My co-host Matt Crandall. Why don't you tell them a little bit of a little bit about yourself Matt For sure. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be doing this.
1: Uh, People may know me from, I have a YouTube show, uh, Armchair Directors that I've done for a few years. And am an independent writer, director, all around film lover, just movie obsessed. And J.J. Abrams is one of my favorites. And what better place to start for a podcast about J.J. Abrams than kind of the first thing that really put him on the map which was the creation of Felicity.
0: Yeah. um, Well, well, it's a, well, it's a pleasure to have you, Matt. And uh, thank you very much for joining, uh, for joining me on this adventure. And uh, Felicity is very, very near and dear to my heart because Felicity is uh, the uh, uh, really the first show that I really started to fall in love with JJ as a, uh, writer more than the director because i feel that in um in felicity to to, to steal one of your points matt mm-hmm. uh jj really learned how to write characters well and how to build characters and to steal another one of your points i i i i i, I feel like i'm uh I, I feel like a thief because i'm stealing all of your points uh you mentioned that he really uh uh, begin to hone his craft in Felicity um, that he um, to, to where later on in some of his projects like Lost and some and specifically alias. He really started to, to uh, Branch out as a writer director in those shows, but he wouldn't have gotten there if he didn't uh, choose to write and create Felicity first so mm-hmm. uh, with that being said just tell us a little bit about how you, uh, first came upon JJ's, uh, work. Yeah. So, you know, we're
1: starting here because this was kind of the main thing that put him on the map in terms of being a name, because he had written some movies before, but none of those movies were, were movies that you walked out of going like, who wrote that? And, and even right before Felicity came out he had just written Armageddon which is maybe the one that still has his stamp of approval on it but Felicity was the one that watching that show it had such a unique voice and a unique point of view that it it was one of those things where you're like okay who is the person behind this and you know the main voices on the show are Matt Reeves and J.J. Abrams Two incredible filmmakers in their own right, but this was two guys who had known each other since they were 14 years old, mm-hmm. teaming up and taking their shared experiences of growing up together and applying that to this show about a young woman who's trying to make some decisions on her own that she hasn't actually done before. Mm-hmm. So much of her life had been planned out before. So I thought this coming of age story and framing it as four years at university is a really unique spin, especially it was on the WB and they were most known for a lot of high school shows at the time. Right.
0: Right. Right. One of
1: the, one of the greats, you know, Dawson, right. if it hadn't been for the Creek would, would we have gotten this show? I don't I, know, I doubt but, that. but it, it was a nice interest interesting start off point for JJ to sort of start with this show where the main voice is a female, but he still puts his personality into that character because Felicity is this kind of wallflower, quiet geek, really. But she's played by the beautiful Carrie Russell, which, which for TV, right?
0: Yeah, you know, and no, and the, no, the, and, and the thing that the thing that I found most interesting about Felicity, I don't know if you know this Matt, but, uh, on an interview, um, or in a magazine, I don't know where he exactly said it. He actually got the he actually got the idea for Felicity from a uh, a student that went to his uh, college. He went to Sarah Lawrence College mm-hmm. in uh, I believe he I believe Sarah Lawrence is in New York. He took a he took a art class and he saw this this girl one day fidgeting in the corner with some paint, right? Yeah. And he walked after a couple days. He walked over to this girl and he said you would be a really interesting person to do a series around I think I'm gonna do that and really? and the girl actually actually you know sort of you know shocked and bothered sort of just walked away from him and sort of dismissed the comment but I found it so interesting that he actually got inspiration from real life and he applied it to his uh to his series and I'm uh, it's, it's kind of cool that Felicity is, is sort of based on someone that JJ uh, knew while he was in college and mm-hmm. um, initially I'm sorry this is where I'm going to spout my knowledge initially he wanted to do it as a uh, as a movie I, 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 as a feature but after sitting down with his good friend Matt Reeves, Matt decided to actually to Matt convinced him to actually do it as a series and I'm sorry go ahead i was gonna say i think they
1: were having like a, a dinner one night at right, a right, chinese right. food restaurant and they wrote down a bunch of ideas on napkins
0: right 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 yeah yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry they did i'm sorry you're you're, you're absolutely right they did um <laughs> which is cool you know it's it's awesome that this show
1: was created by like two pals hanging out
0: yeah i know yeah actually um i'm sure you know this but they actually cut uh super Mario film together when they were kids mm-hmm. yeah and uh, didn't they didn't they cut film for steven spielberg too
1: yeah i've i've heard that
0: i think they yeah i think they did. so yeah um I, you know um i don't well, all right to get this to get this podcast on track because i think it's a little bit going <laughs> off the rails right now which is good it's fine it's our first episode um uh, uh we're actually going to be talking about uh the very very first episode um so before i tell you my thoughts on the pilot mm-hmm. uh why don't you go first what what uh what are your initial thoughts of the pilot the first time you saw it or or any or any subsequent rewatches that you've may have had, that you may have had recently or not yeah so i did just recently rewatch it and the weird thing was when i actually discovered
1: felicity wasn't i didn't watch it from like day one it was a show that i found a few years after it had started but just before it was over um i was at university shortly after this started. And one of the, one of the reasons I would watch it is there were a a couple of really nice girls who would go to the common room and they would always watch Felicity and no guys were ever in there to watch Felicity with them. So I was like, well, I'm going to be that guy. (laughs) So we would just hang out and watch the show and then talk about it. And so I became friends with a bunch of these girls because nobody else was watching this, but I was like, this is my in here. Um, So I always have fond memories of Felicity, the show. And then of course, after I got hooked mid season two, I went back and figured out what I had missed and caught up on all the episodes. Back then you had to borrow people's VHS tapes before the DVDs came out. That's right. Cause all the DVDs didn't come out till the show was over. Wow. And, uh, watching the pilot, I think it gives you a good groundwork of sort of what the overall tone of the show is going to be, but it, it doesn't have some of the nuance and the humor that later worked itself into the story Mm -hmm. and certainly there's a lot more fantasy elements as the show went on that aren't inherent in the pilot but in terms of establishing the characters in a very straightforward way it does a really good job and of course the framing device of felicity sending tapes back and forth with sally that's great which is really nice because They wanted to find a way to do voiceover, but not just have it be like a lazy way. And having Janine Garofalo as Sally, where we actually hear her tapes and Felicity narrating what's going on in her life, was a nice balance. So I really like how they struck that. And one of my favorite parts of the pilot is that there are lots of times where they set up the arc of the show. You know, it's Felicity, this girl who makes a rash decision to change the entire trajectory of her life to follow a boy in sort of like a stalkerish manner. Unacceptable. And a lots of people could have dragged that out for like eight episodes yeah. where she would be hiding the fact that she had followed this guy and all this stuff. But no, they confront it head on. Felicity tells Ben within the first 25 minutes, yeah. like, you know, I followed you here because I was taken by what you wrote in my yearbook, right. which is kind of a, a ballsy thing for a show to do. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of things would have played that dramatic tension more. Right. But I like that they got everything out in the open because they thought it was the better way to endear the characters to us. Like Felicity is so awkward that she doesn't know that you shouldn't tell someone you followed them and changed your entire life because you thought they were cute. Right. 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 (laughs) But that endears her to us in a big way.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, well, you're, you're probably going to, I don't know what you're going to say to what I'm going to say, but, um, I, uh, well, well, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Um, yeah. all, the, all the shows, well, I'm sort of speaking to everybody right now. All the shows that I, that I uh, enjoy from, from Felicity to Dawson's Creek to One Tree Hill to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Every, every, every person that I've met in my life has been because of one of these shows. Mm-hmm. And I actually feel a sort of closer connection to them because of that. Right. Uh, with, you know. With that being said, I really liked the fact that um, the first time I saw Felicity, I wasn't in a good place in my life, mm-hmm. and Felicity, the show, gave me this warm feeling, like a, like 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 coming home to a good friend and just sitting down and talking to them. Right. You know, when I was when, when I watched Felicity for the first time, I felt. I felt like I was in a safe place and I felt like I, I was in a good place, you know, by watching the show, I, I sort of adjusted my, uh, my thought process. And if it wasn't for the show, I'm not saying that I'm suicidal or anything, but if it wasn't for the show, um, I wouldn't have, you know, gotten out of my, uh, predicament maybe as fast as I did. Yep. Um, and one thing that I one thing that I really connected with, is, uh, specifically with all the characters, um, was their their uh, their adventure going through their first year of college. Because when I went to college, I didn't have a a, a good experience, so mm-hmm. I sort of I sort of replaced my uh, college experience with, with, with the with the college experience that I uh, saw in Felicity. Which is kind yeah. of funky and weird, yeah. But for me, uh, Felicity was Felicity became my college experience, and mm-hmm. Ben, Noel, uh, um, um, oh my god, I can't remember his name. Good God, Sean, uh, uh, Megan, they became my college friends. Yeah, which is really funky and disturbing, but <laughs> you know, you know, but for, but for. You know, for for a disabled person who had friends growing up, but didn't have that, that close kinship of friends, like you saw in Felicity and in Dawson specifically, mm-hmm. those shows really helped me form the person that I that, that I eventually became. Um, what you know, one thing that I love about the pilot uh, happens really early on, um, when uh, when the pilot kicks off. I, I I just realized this like a couple days ago. But do you realize that the pilot is told from 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 back to front? Did you realize that? <laughs> yeah, because, I guess it is. You know because I, no, but I no I just no uh I, I sort of lied. I watched like half of the pilot the other day. Yep. And I just realized that the other day I'm like, holy shit, Matt was right. He actually. Starts to the, starts the, uh, playing with storylines from day one because this right. thing is told back to front. Yeah, I'm like I didn't know it. I I didn't I didn't realize that, and I can't tell you how many times I've watched this pilot. I'm like this is the first I'm like holy crap it was right in front of my face. This thing is told from back to front. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it, uh, specifically when I noticed it. Also, I love the first shot. Uh, of the series with Felicity standing on, with Felicity sitting on the bed, yeah, being, um, uh, being actually, um, uh, you know, just being there and sitting in the dark and talking to yeah, she's in silhouette. It's yeah, a really I, nice shot. Yeah, it's great. Also, also, I love the shot where uh, she actually meets Julie for the first time, mm-hmm. and you have her. Uh, you, you have her in the foreground and you have Julie in the background and and Julie just sort of just, you know, pops her head in. Yeah. I think, I I think that's great shot composition, you know, shot composition. I'm not a director. I don't know jack about directing, but you know, you know, you would, you'd know more about that than I, but I, I, but I just love those shots. Yeah. Those are really nice. This
1: is a good looking show, especially for the time. Cause it does feel like a movie and using stuff like a rack focus where Julie's in focus. And then Felicity is, is stuff that wasn't as commonplace on TV. So they did shoot it like a movie. Mm -hmm. And I like the scene where she meets Julie because it's kind of like a romantic comedy meet-cute, but yeah. it's between two people who are destined to be friends.
0: Yeah, yeah, and well, what she actually writes on the paper, too. Goes, yeah,
1: because Felicity's having an emotional moment, and some yeah. people might be like, uh, I don't want to get involved in this, but we kind of get a yeah. sense of who Julie is when she writes that note, you know? Mm-hmm. Goes, are you okay? Right, right. No, I will be. Yeah, and yeah, it's and funny. it's just so charming.
0: Yeah. No, I know, and the other, look, the other thing that I love about Felicity is that JJ JJ chose to tell a story about a young girl who tries to get her, who who becomes independent by doing something really stupid Mm -hmm. and really (laughs) stupid by, you know, you know, trashing your life plans and going, you know, going all the way across country for someone that you don't even know. How ridiculously insane is that?
1: yeah it it's endearing in the sense of the show and i just love that it's something that normally would be like a secret on a show and she tells everyone she has a talk with noel and she tells him like oh yeah i followed this guy here i blew up my life i made a really (laughs) dumb decision and then she starts to realize that maybe the dumb decision is the best decision she could have made Mm -hmm. to break away from her parents plan and i love when noel tries to convince her to stay yeah um, because that's really funny where he say like, you know, you, you gotta stay in New York or perish, right? Yeah, <laughs> and he puts it like that. And you know, Speedman is the, the brooding guy when we first meet him, yeah. But man,
0: Scott Foley
1: is so likable in the pilot as yeah, he Noel, is.
0: he really is. Um, no, specifically, specifically when, um, uh, later on in the pilot episode, when when you have uh felicity and ben studying with with one another and and and, um uh scott's um oh my god scott foley keeps keeps uh, (laughs) he interrupts them three times interrupting and i'm like dude you're it's like it's funny it's like funny as hell because he he walks out and he walks back in he walks out and he walks back in yeah also also did you happen to actually read his 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 shirt what it says on his shirt
1: I, I can't remember what it said.
0: It says, it says, it says bad, uh, uh, a uh, uh, bad kernel on his shirt. Okay. It's like, it's like, it's like the, it's like the weirdest, most random thing ever, <laughs> but it says bad kernel on his shirt. And I'm like, I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah. You know, um, um, you know, and the fact that, um, also I, uh, sorry, uh, just to, just to circle uh, around here a little bit. Um one of the things that I love about um the way that um uh Carrie, actually Carrie Russell, plays the character of Felicity is through the pilot, she just gives these these little subtle things to her performance that I don't know if they were in the script or if you know, I don't know if they were or they or they weren't. Mm-hmm. But if you notice when she first meets Ben in the in sort of on the, on the football field, when she asks him to sign her yearbook, and she's standing there waiting for him to sign her yearbook, she does she does something so cute and interesting with her feet, and while you. while he's while he's sitting there signing her yearbook, and I'm like, that is so cool for her to do that. I'm sure that JJ didn't add that. Right. And it's kind of like this weird, like
1: awkward, she doesn't know what to do. And she's kind of dancing around almost, but it's adorable. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, one of the, the things that JJ has been known for is finding this great talent and putting people in like the perfect role. That's right. So. This was a star making performance for Carrie Russell. You know, he would do it again with alias and with Lost, just finding like the exact right people. Mm-hmm. And then you hear the stories of how, you know, Scott Foley was supposed to be Ben. Yeah. And then they saw the tape of Speedman and they were like, Oh my god, this no. guy is Ben. Yeah. <laughs> we can't have Scott Foley be Ben. He's he's more of a null. And they like switched mm-hmm. it at the last minute mm-hmm. and brought in, you know my fellow Canadian speedman. Yeah, speedman. And, uh, even this first episode only has, you know, Grunberg has one line over a he's PA great. as Sean. And he's great. Even though he's just JJ's childhood friend since kindergarten that yeah. he happened to put in a show. Mm-hmm. The guy is perfect on the show. And, uh, Amanda Foreman as Megan, who we only see for a second. That's right. Also like became such a good character as the show went on and, mm-hmm. And all of these people, like the casting is so good. And you just know that it's like a, it's how JJ partly takes after Spielberg where Spielberg could see like small things in people and realize that there was the potential for them to be great. And JJ, in terms of casting almost all the shows that he produced, you can see that as well. Like everyone on it is almost cast so perfectly that it's like lightning in a bottle.
0: Yeah, yeah, he has a really uh, good sense um, for uh, casting the right people. Um, No, you you know, you have a great point. Uh, First of all, I, I have like like Greg Greg is great. I I love that guy. He's the best. You know, I, I, you know, I think it's just cool that he that that JJ takes it upon himself to like basically cast him and everything he's in. Mm-hmm. And you know, and everything that he does.
1: Now he's the good luck charm, right? He has to have some sort of Grumper. vocal cameo at least, otherwise it's doomed.
0: Yeah, you know, um, the the last thing I'll mention about the pilot, and then you can wrap up here. Um, I really, I really like the fact that JJ uh, wrote uh, the character for listening in such a way that uh, when she actually made this this completely rash decision about joining Ben. Um, specifically when she breaks it to her parents on the in the dining room table when she's going through all the submissions and, they find, and she finds someone from New York, when mm-hmm. she breaks it to her parents, the way that she goes about it, y- you know, you can tell in her voice that she's about to break, but she, do- she does it with such sincerity. Yeah. And the way that her parents react to it is so relatable and so heartbreaking for them. You know, mm-hmm. they, I mean... Her parents, uh, especially early on in the season, I mean, in the first couple episodes until we get sort of into this series, her parents are really portrayed as really controlling people, specifically, specifically her father. So seeing her kind of stand up for herself for the first time, I really enjoyed that. And I can tell you the first time I saw the series, I was like, yeah, you go. You go make this horrible decision. Yeah. You know, I I thought that was brilliant writing by J.J. and a brilliant choice. What did you think about that?
1: I totally agree. And I think, you know, the main thing that J.J. brings to the table is that humanity, the relatability. And there is a lot of snappy dialogue that Mm J.J. has kind of been known for, like good banter. Yeah. But that scene... Um, for me, like her parents are so overbearing half the time that when they have that final scene with her where she finally decides she's going to stay in New York and they're laying out all the plans for if she comes home to Palo Alto, what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And this is I'm sure it was in the script, but it's also part of Matt Reeves directing. Right. And Felicity looks at that set of car keys and the panic button.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's. Um, yeah, I'm and, sorry.
1: I'm good. And, and then just she just says, you know what? I'm going going to stay because I might have made a mistake, but at least it was mine. Yeah, that's great. I made this mistake and I'm going to own it. And I'm not going to go and live this life that you have planned for me because I've never done anything for myself. Which is something that a lot of people can relate to, even if it's even on a small scale where you just feel like your day-to-day routine is familiar and you're stuck and you just got to break out of it somehow maybe not as drastic as uprooting yourself across the country like felicity Mm -hmm. but that monotony of not knowing what's going on with your life or if it's going the way you want to make a big move is something that a lot of the audience can relate to just because it's a human thing it's a human want so i just love that she says this is my mistake but i'm going to own it and i'm going to stay
0: Also, also, um, I I don't believe this scene is in the pilot, but I think it's in the episode entitled um, "The Last Stand," when she actually is in the cafeteria and she and uh, Julie actually comes up to her, and um, she says, "I had this really bad meeting with my parents, and um, I you know I said I said to them to something to the effect where, the other day I was eating a cheeseburger all by myself, and suddenly it was the best cheeseburger I ever had." Yeah you know i you know i just i just think little moments um like that make this pilot unique and something that something that at the time uh uh shows about teenagers uh, it, it, at the time it, it it made felicity unique to the shows that were uh, made about teenagers in the 90s specifically mm-hmm. um yeah, so I don't, I don't have anything else more to say about it except it's great. Uh, do you have anything else to say? I would just say, you know, since we're talking about
1: J.J. Abrams in general, sure. there is a J.J. Abrams trademark that made its way into this. Um, when Felicity is arriving to where she's going to live in New York, we see the sign out front. Oh, H. Yeah. Kelvin Hall. Yeah, which of course. Kelvin is JJ's grandfather on his mother's side. That's right. And that has been used in a lot of his works for anybody familiar, of course, with the Trek movies that he made. The Kelvin timeline mm-hmm. um, is what it's known as now. Mm-hmm. And and rewatching the pilot when Julie, who I, I love Amy Jo Johnson, she's amazing, is how talking you- about how her roommate is such a germaphobe and everything smells like pine and of course now in 2020, she says, and when she goes out, she wears a mask. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's one of those pieces of dialogue
0: that now it's like, okay, yeah, that's, that tracks. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's timely. <laughs> actually, I forgot to, I forgot, I, I actually, I made a note here because I have, I have a couple of notes in front of me. I made a note and I actually totally forgot to actually talk about the, the Calvin thing. I, I, I think that's a, a unique way for JJ to honor his uh, grandfather hmm. And also something I forgot to mention is how I actually well I know I, I mentioned it I mentioned it so I, we don't need to do that again. So um, if you were to give this pilot a rating what would you give it. It's it's
1: tough because I think it's a it's good for a pilot but it's not as good as the show would get. Mm-hmm. So I think on a on a sliding scale I'm going to give the pilot itself like a seven out of 10. Okay. Just knowing that the show would get to much greater heights, but it does a great job of establishing the characters and the concept and certainly was something that made you want to see more.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, You know, on that same note, for me, uh, like I mentioned, I'm going to be, well, it's pretty safe to say that I'm going to be pretty biased throughout this whole podcast, (laughs) but specifically for me, uh, because of what the show means to me, because of how... Uh, how it made me feel and how it affected me the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. The pilot for me was near perfect. It wasn't. It wasn't perfect, perfect, but it it really it really sung to me. So with that being said, I'm gonna give it a, a nine out of ten uh, nice. for for the pilot episode of Felicity. All right, guys. So that will do it uh, for our very first episode of Radio 815. Um, now, just to make you guys aware. Uh, just in case you guys were wondering, we're not actually going to come back next week and review episode by episode. We're, what we're going to do is we're going to pick a property of JJ's and we're going to talk about the pilot of that property. And then the following week, we're going to wrap up that that discussion by doing like a like like a, like a season uh, recap if, we, if we're talking about a show. If we're talking about a movie, obviously, we're going to move on to the next thing that we're talking about. But um, but that's the way that we're going to do it. Also, um, we are recording this on Thursday, but the podcast is actually gonna is actually gonna be is going to be released on Friday on Friday mornings. That that at eight a.m. Are, are you okay with that, Matt?
1: It better be eight no, fifteen. Yeah, no, that's no, great. Actually,
0: actually, no, that's funny. I'll, you know, what, I'll do that. No, I'll do that. Seriously, I'll do that. So so uh so so with that being said. Um, new episodes of the show will be released Friday mornings at 8:15 a.m., as uh, suggested by my great co-host here, Matt. Uh, with you know, uh, with that being said, uh, before we sign off here, um, you, well, why don't you tell the people, Matt, where they can find you on the on the interweb if they want to talk to you or chat about or chat about whatever? For sure, hit me up on Twitter at Matt Crandall.
1: That's the best place to get a hold of me online.
0: All right, man. All right. Well, uh, w- with that being said, for me, if you if you want to talk to me, uh, you can hit me up um, on Twitter at uh, Creekfanatic88. If you want to talk about JJ, do, uh, any any other, I was about to say Doom because we were talking about Doom earlier. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you want to talk if you want to talk if you want to talk with me about uh, anything, uh, you can hit me you can hit me up on there or you can come and uh, check out my own podcast, which is um, uh, the Redwell Podcast. That's a podcast about about me, and I talk about my life and about what it's like to be a disabled person. Or you can come and check out my YouTube channel at uh, YouTube youtube.com slash balloonheadproductions. All right, guys. So uh, until next week, I've been your host. My name is um, Hector Nostroza, and for Matt Crandall,